0: From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Tuesday, April 26. Millions of parents will be forced to make other arrangements for their children next Wednesday after it was announced today that New South Wales public school teachers will go on strike. The industrial action follows a unanimous vote by the Teachers' Union State Executive as negotiations over pay and conditions remain tense. As well as the 24-hour strike on May 4, teachers will also be allowed to walk off school grounds when any state government MP is visiting. And members will refuse to implement any new government departmental policy or initiative that had been due to be introduced at the start of term two. The Guardian reports that New South Wales Teachers Federation President Angelo Gavrilatos said he'd been left with no options after Premier Dominic Perrottet failed to negotiate a better deal for teachers who've dealt with a raft of COVID-related challenges this year. He said if we don't pay teachers what they're worth, we won't get the teachers we need while noting that improving salaries and reducing workloads are the only way to fix shortages, making teaching a more attractive profession. Teachers last went on strike in December before suspending planned industrial actions for Term 1 due to a spike in COVID cases. As the election campaign continues, Labour has capitalised on the ongoing criticism of Prime Minister Scott Morrison's handling of the deal between China and the Solomon Islands by announcing a major push to improve Australia's Pacific relationships. If elected, the ALP says it will invest more than half a billion dollars in foreign aid to boost Australia's diplomatic and strategic links in the Pacific. Shadow Foreign Minister Penny Wong says that $525 million over four years would help support specific projects that deliver real change in areas of health, economic growth, education, climate change adaptation and resilience. It comes as Mr Morrison's government is still facing tough questions about why more wasn't done to discourage the pact between China and the Solomon Islands, which could see the Asian powerhouse station troops, navy vessels and possibly even build a military base in the region. Mr Morrison has said a Chinese military base so close to Australia would be a red line for his government, but is as yet to explain how he would attempt to stop it. Instead, he suggested that the United States would also not stand for it, and that Solomon Island's Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavare has personally promised him that it will not happen. Emmanuel Macron has claimed an historic win after being re-elected President of France, beating his far-right opponent Marine Le Pen, making him the first sitting president in 20 years to be re-elected. Macron comfortably won with 58.5% of the vote compared to Le Pen's 41.5, but it was still a smaller margin than his previous election success, stoking fears that French voters are being pushed toward more extreme parties. Leaders of other European nations were quick to congratulate Macron, after many feared a win for Le Pen would have had catastrophic consequences, as she's previously hinted that she would pull France out of the EU and the single currency. She is also notoriously anti-immigration and has proposed strict controls on Muslims, including a ban on wearing headscarves in public. A Japanese woman who had officially been recognised as the world's oldest person has died in hospital at the age of 119. Kane Tanaka held the title for three years after being certified by the Guinness World Records in 2019. She was born on the 2nd of January 1903, got married 100 years ago and had four children. Despite her grand age, she didn't live to become the oldest person ever, as that title still rests with a French woman named Jeannie Louise Calmon, who lived to 122 years of age. The hunt is now on to find someone else to crown the oldest living person in the world. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from the Quickie, check out today's deep dive on the lockdown in Shanghai and what life is really like for the 25 million people who are paying the price for the Chinese government's policy of COVID-0.